Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 140. We've got a really good show for you lined up today. We're going to talk about how to manage the marathon days that we experience when we go into some of these tournaments. Before we do that, let's talk about our sponsors. First, the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus nine rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats, use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. It's a great way for you to save a little bit of money on a great bat and also help support everything fast pitch at the same time. Now let's talk about patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. If you're in a position where you can help support us, we would love for you to become a patron. Coach Don and I are very fortunate to have a great group of patrons that have been supporting us for some time now, but we would love to add you to the mix. If you see value in what we're doing, if you think you... uh, uh, can help us out, it would be amazing if you could. Go to patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. It's all explained to you there. There's three different levels of monthly support, and it will keep the programs flowing the and uh, keep the wheels yep. turning into the future. So, Don, we've all been there. You're in a tournament. You get there at 7 o'clock in the morning to warm up for that 8 o'clock game. Of course. You're there at 11 o'clock at night getting ready to warm up for your uh, 9 o'clock game that was, you know, it's already two hours behind schedule. And And if you win that game, you're going to play your uh, 10.30 game at 2.30 or 3 o'clock in the morning because that's how far behind the schedule is. That's just how it goes. um, So we know that there's many situations where we're going to play a whole bunch of games in a day. And here's our thing uh, for our coaches. And our advice for our coaches is we need to start planning well in advance of how we're going to manage it. The delays, the extended games, the uh, extra inning games right before you're supposed to play, the unknowns about the schedule, even potentially like the rain delays and things like that, that could all be part of this uh, discussion. We need to have our strategies in place. We need to have our system in place well before we get to the ballpark so that we know how we're going to handle the situation and kind of know what our strengths and weaknesses are so we can make sure that we play to our strengths when we start to have the 7th or 8th or ninth game of the day, or we've been there for the 15th or 16th hour of the day. No, those days are really tough, Tori, and, and to have a, a good organized plan is, I think, critical for everybody to enjoy it, to prosper and do as well as we can. I think that's kind of key. Right. And so the first thing is um, just having a strategy in mind of what your philosophy is going to be when we have breaks in the day. Now, if we're playing back-to-back-to-back-to-back games, it's pretty simple. You just got to grind it out, suck it up, and and hopefully have a plan in place with your pitching staff to to keep managing your pitchers and and, uh, alternating or or switching them up every uh, periodically so that uh, nobody throws their arm out. What's our philosophy going to be? What's our strategy going to be? Do we expect the kids to just be there all day long eating concession stand food? Or are we going to have a break where maybe we run and get something a little bit healthier to eat? Are we going to do those kinds of things as a team? Or are we going to leave it up to each family to do it on their own? Are we going to have some sort of team moms or or somebody that uh, maybe takes turns providing like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or healthy snacks or fruit cups or whatever it might be? Again, there's no right or wrong way to do it. 
but I think that there's strengths and weaknesses to every one of the options. I like having a little home base area too, where we might have some tents or things like that, where, uh, you know, in between games and when we are snacking or eating or, or uh, resting, that we've got a, a neat home base area right. that's established for us. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that we did, you know, back in the day when I was coaching at Parkside is we would typically do like a picnic lunch at the field if we had like a game break in between, partly because it was an affordable way to feed the team, but also because it was a way for us to keep everybody together, not have people going in a hundred different directions. It's always a little disorienting for me as a coach when I hear, um, you know, we've got a two game break. So let's say three hours between games and you know, one family's going to a big steakhouse, one place family is going to get a quick sandwich, one, you know, two or three families are trying to coordinate to go get pizza. And nothing you know, ever goes as planned. Right. And, and there's always scenarios. going to be delays and those kinds of things. And there's also the, okay, well, this is only going to be our second game of the day. If you're eating some big giant steak dinner for lunch. Everybody's kind of at a different phase. Yeah. How's that yeah. going to affect the rest of your day? And so, um, again, having a plan in place and, and doing a little bit of thoughtful analysis Forecast of what you and, think is, yeah. is the best way uh, for your team to be as possibly play the, that long day is up to you as a coach. Second thing that we always wanted to be thinking about is the mental preparation when we know we're going to have a long day. It's real easy for the kids to get um, sidetracked, get uh, distracted. You know, they look at the bracket just like the rest of us do, and all of a sudden they start to count it out and say, oh my gosh, we're going to have to play seven more games today. And we're going to have to play five more games today, whatever it is. Talking through that uh, challenge and, and helping them to see it as an opportunity more so than I think many of them do. I think as you're saying that too, just having some established guidelines, Tori, where I'm seeing somebody getting hurt, falling off something at the playground or goofing around on the stands and slipping in your cleats and, you know, getting banged up and not able to do the things that we came there that day to do. And, you know, to have a, a plan for everybody that, uh, yeah, a set of expectations, right. things that we can follow. Yeah, if, it, if it's 105 in the shade, sitting in the aluminum bleachers to cheer for a different team, your buddy might not yeah. be the best way for your team to be ready to play. Yeah. So those kinds of things. But the other one I want us to talk about is the loser's bracket part of this. So here's something that uh, it took me a long time to understand this. Cause I used to think of getting knocked down to the loser's bracket was like the, the death That's knell nightmare. And then we had a, a crazy year one year when I was coaching at Tennessee tech. Now, again, it was a little bit of a different scenario because in the college game, there are no time limits. The only way that a game ever ends short of seven innings, is if you have a run rule game. And even if you have a run rule game, you're still playing for an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes anyhow. It takes a while to score all those runs. Yeah, so so there's really no time saving. But we were in the uh, conference tournament. We had uh, lost on uh, Saturday night. So Sunday, we were looking at if we were going to come back and win the tournament, we had to win five games in a row. We were lucky enough, we had one great pitcher. We had two other pitchers that were okay, but they were nowhere near to the same level. And so I went to the ballpark that day and I made up my mind. I said, well, Bonnie's going to finish every one of these games. And that's the best way for us to win is to have our best pitcher on the mound at the end of the game versus her trying to pitch 35 or 40 or 45 innings through all of them. and getting through yeah. all of them. If we had lost, we would have uh, you know, had to you know, suck it up and that would have been the end of the year for us. But to me, it was logical. That was the best way for us to have a chance to advance through these tournaments. Now, one of those games... The when she had to go in was the second inning. 
But that, so she pitched five that game. You got and, her one. Right. Yeah. And then the next game, maybe it was the third or the fourth inning that she came in. But she finished every one of those games. We won five in a row. And while that was happening that day, it dawned on me why the loser's bracket really can be a friendlier place than we think. Now, obviously, nobody likes having to stack up that many games on top of each other. But when you're in the loser's bracket, once you get there, here's the reality. You're either playing a team that's in the exact same place that you're at. Right. Or you're playing a team that's really disappointed because they just lost. So their mindset could right. be a little off. And yeah. so when you're playing that team that just lost, you probably have at least an emotional advantage over them because you, you, know, you just won a game. You know, you're, you're excited to keep going. You're on, you, a roll. you're on a roll. And they're on the low, especially if it's like they lost three to two in the 13th inning or something like that. You know, those heartbreaking yeah. games like that were always the, the, the air is out of the tires. Right. And, and yeah. so you're kind of excited uh, to see it. But so obviously the number of games can be a little bit daunting, but the mental approach of it, and that's something that I would share with my team now moving forward, I wasn't smart enough to have figured it out until that day. Like, well, this isn't so bad. They just lost. They're not ready to play. Right. Well, that's not so bad. They just, you know, they're in the exact same place we are. They just fought to win a game. We fought to win a game. We're on even footing. Oh, they just lost a game. They're not ready to play. And they're just as oh, tired. Oh, we're on the same footing as this team. They had to you know, win a game to keep playing. They're, and, they're just as tired as we are, and I know you're in better shape. Right. And yeah. so that, that whole thing, I guess, was, is one of those things. But trying to survive through that uh, uh, gauntlet of the loser's bracket is a little bit less uh, scary when we start to think about that. It's really not as big of a disadvantage as, as we think. Now, of course, the team that goes undefeated and plays three games while you're playing eight. They're a little fresh. They're a little fresher. But when you play them, you've got the momentum of, well, we've worked our butts off to get back here. And they've been sitting around for a little while waiting to see who they're going to play. We may as well win. So, And if we win that game, well, now all the pressure's on them because they were the undefeated team. And we just beat them once. So guess who's got the advantage again? The best way to sum up this topic today, coaches, is really simple. We know you're going to have some long days at the ballpark, but now is the time to be planning for it and to come up with your strategies. Have a system in place on how we're going to handle how we feed the team. Have a system in place. And again, it doesn't mean that you have to have a picnic lunch every time, but that might be an option. If we're going to have um, everybody going out for meals, then we have to make sure that you know everybody knows that I don't care if you have to get up before the entree gets to your table you need to be back here at this time have some expectations right yeah so we have our system in place we have to also make sure that we're working with our players to help them manage the emotional and the the mental challenges of a potentially long day at the ballpark and having that stuff talked about in advance and having that planned for in advance is going to go a long way and then the last one and maybe the one that's going to lead to some teams really having some big runs through the losers bracket is let all your players and parents and everybody know that the loser's bracket isn't the ideal way to go, but it's not as bad as you think. And the other part about it is you're always complaining you don't play enough. You always want more innings. You You always want more chances to play. Well, we're going to play seven games today. Guess what? Everybody's going to get to play and play a lot. We're going to get to play a lot. So, so maybe this is the bonus. We all can you know, go home tired and worn out, and hopefully we come back and we win the tournament. But so we want to make sure we're figuring out how to manage those marathon days at the ballpark because we know they're coming. But have some expectations and, and let everybody know so that we're not disappointed, right? And, and talk about yeah. it in advance. Don't be mad when your shortstop isn't at the start of the game because her Longhorn Steakhouse took a little bit longer than she thought. Or, or don't be shocked if your pitcher and catcher are a little bit lethargic because they just went to an all-you-can-eat Italian buffet and they had 
like 17 different kinds of pasta. She, she throws a couple of easies down the middle. Yeah, don't, don't be shocked. That's, what, that's why we want to make sure we're planning for that stuff in advance, because obviously, if you're going to these big tournaments, we want you to be successful while you're there. So Don, that's going to wrap up number 140. As always, make sure you support our sponsors, Anderson Bad Company. Please become a patron if you can, Coach Don, and I would really appreciate it. Also, we make sure you ya. go to the fastpitchprep.com website to order your square cuts training disc. Take advantage of the uh, 700 plus blog and the YouTube channel. There's tons of information there as well. So for Coach Don McKinley, our producer Stan Lewis is Coach Tory saying thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.